Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's Bark with Arms to my left. Good morning. Ed Niddle escaped, and he is to my right. Yes, I escaped am out. Escaped from New York. Don't tell my wife I'm here. <laughs> Ed Lambert sits across from us with hey. a mic very uh, closely resembling a not-so-flaccid, long, tubular object. It looks like a like a, a mic. It does, but it looks... Even if I hold it like this? It, yeah. yeah if you hold it like that, it definitely looks like a mic. Gotcha. Yeah. You, should, you know, just just a little, yeah, yeah. Just, but, don't okay. don't get too close. Don't want your instincts to kick in. Gotta be, <laughs> gotta be careful. So, anyways, four man back row fantasy show today, and uh, on today's show, we're gonna do grade the rookies. We're gonna grade them. We're gonna tell you what we thought of their performance in the 2018 fantasy season, as opposed to where they were drafted, or or maybe just in general. Nip might Nip might throw the uh, oh the CD at him the competitive depth of rookies. Uh, you have to have that competitive depth on your your fantasy roster, and you can do that with these rookies we're talking about. Absolutely, and we spent tons of time. I probably took seven minutes to get this ready earlier. I uh, I stumbled across the 2013 uh, rookie draft season. Saw that. I almost threw up. It was bad. Geno Smith dominated <laughs> the interception everybody category. Else. No, everything. Yeah, he but, was but far, I mean, he, he threw was, 21 picks as well. That's that's a thing that stood out to me. Like Far that. and away the best skill player. Dude threw 21 picks, and Mike Glennon actually had a respectable rookie season. I think it was 19 touchdowns and seven picks. 19 and nine. 19 and nine. Uh, EJ Manuel with 11 and nine. And then uh, just listen to this. This uh, this It's a Hall of Fame list, really. Oh, it's good. It's Geno Smith. Hall of Famer. Mike, Mike Glennon. Oh, no, everybody knows Glennon. EJ Manuel. EJ Emmanuel? E- I think it's e- just EJ Manuel. EJ Yeah. Not Emmanuel. Matt, I'm not sure about that. Matt guy. McGloin. Oh, McGloin. <laughs> Jeff Tool. What a tool. And Matt Barkley. Ooh. I, he, he was terrible. He, he was 90% terrible. 90% sure everyone on that list except for Mike Lennon was a Raider. <laughs> Holy crap. Or Jeff Tool. I don't think Jeff Tool was. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what Jeff Tool was. But I'm like, oh, God, this makes me even matter. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. They and, and they just signed. Who'd they just sign? The Nate, Nate Peterman. Yeah, Nate. Nate, Nate Peterman. Na- nasty Nate Peterman. I mean, this Oakland team, just they're going to get it right, even if they have to go through every journeyman in the league. They're going to get it right. They're, gonna they're, they're not giving up on Derek Carr. They're going to find their Rich Gannon. You just wait. <laughs> they're not giving up on Derek Carr. Not yet. And I, I, th- I think he's going to be all right. But he's is the next Rich Gannon. It was, five years from now, we'll all be talking about Peterman. No, we won't. All, ne- only next, in a crap list like Arms just found. Next Rich Gannon. <laughs> Mark it down in the Bark Bank. That is and a, by my record this season, I really... No, I was last. By the way, that hey. was the worst draft class I have ever seen. Those were just quarterbacks you named. Yeah. yeah. That was a brutal... Un, no one was successful. Is that, is that the same year Lima Swede was drafted as well? I mean, we could probably it, add It may this. be, actually. I think that's list. the 2012 draft class 2013 season. 
Lima Swede, the most overrated wide receiver. Yeah, I think wide receivers were bad in 2013 too. Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty Sweet. sure. Was that Swede a was Justin like, Blackman? Okay. See in there. Justin Blackman was a stud in college. In college. Just yeah. look at his NFL statistics. He was good. The problem with Justin Blackman is he couldn't stay off the weed. Who can? And then stealing. It's tough. <laughs> it's hard. Josh Gordon proved is very difficult. <laughs> he did. So did Martavis. Nit bark. I mean. Arms? No, not really. No. We don't condone drug use on this show. But but just saying, that everybody's going out L- of the listen, league. Listen, here's what I will say. They put themselves through a very rigorous torture throughout the season. And that is a more, from my understanding, I, I don't partake, but from my understanding, a more effective pain treatment and definitely less addictive than an Oxycontin or a, a Percocet or anything like that. Like if the guy wants to, you know, take marijuana for like, actual health purposes, yeah, let, let him do it. it yeah, yeah, we don't. That's that's the argument, though. Yeah, I don't think any of them are making a valid argument for it, though. No, they're just <laughs> like, man, I just want to get it high before the game, I just and then high it. at halftime. I just enjoy it. I play better that way. <laughs> What's in store, man? The grades, son. The grades. We grading. We grading rookies. Before we go, before we go into that, can can me and Chad maybe talk a little college football? Have at it. You do that, and I'm going to look up some more of this 2013 rookie draft. So uh, the the big news out today is uh, the Fields kid from Georgia is committed to transfer to Ohio State. Mm. And I my big I, news. It's, it's big news, especially in our area. My calling it here first. Tate Martell, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, he ain't going anywhere. He's, he's going to transfer. If, if Fields beats him out, but if Fields has to get his, uh, Fields has to uh, be able to play immediately. He still has to get that petition there, that exception from the NCAA. He's going to win. Real he quickly, could. the, the Martell kid is he the son of the Martell quarterback from the replacements? No. Okay. No. Just checking that that movie. That was well, fake. It was. It, what? <laughs> Shane Falco. Shane. You're telling me he didn't really lead that team back to a good season. What team? I don't remember the Alouette. They look like the, the gen- Alouettes. Generals? The Generals. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I, I digress. Go ahead. But I mean, that, that that's what I'm thinking on it. And um, Chad, you got any input? I don't know. I, I just don't think uh, Justin Fields. Neither of you're, you're talking about two guys who only played snaps where they were going to run the football. They showed nothing about being a quarterback. So either of them can win it out. My thing. I don't. I don't think Justin Fields is going to win his NCAA waiver to play immediately. I know what he's arguing, and it is kind of a, a serious issue. But at the same time, you committed to Georgia. You don't get to yes, flip but- that a year later. It, it rarely. It's starting to happen more often on non-graduate but transfers. The, the Shape Patterson, the same attorney, he has that same attorney making the argument. Yeah, but that same attorney was arguing against Ole Miss's uh, bowl ban and recruiting. You know, that that's a whole but different— But this is supposedly becomes this is a, just a, raci- a, guy. a racial slur thing. Somebody, you know, was making racial comments to him, and that's the reason he wants out. Eh, come on. I, if I'm a judge, I'm not— Buying that, I, I understand the Sens- severity of it. But sensitive issue, The reason man. you're you're the the real reason you're moving on, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's got one more year. You got Frommed. Can I add that Tyler Wilson was a fourth round pick of the Raiders in that quarterback draft class? He, he didn't. He did not register to statistic. No. Okay. Continue. Um, other big know. news coming up Monday. We've got the uh, the college football championship. 
Looking at two. Alabama Clemson, whole lot of NFL talent on those teams. Yeah, a couple years away, but uh, uh, two is going to be real good. I know you're a big fan. And uh, on the other side of the football, that chick playing quarterback for Clemson's legit. She's pretty good. She might she might bust 2021 draft class, breaking barriers. I mean, I've first off, I didn't even know that there was a, a female playing quarterback in NCAA. Nor did I. But Trevor Lawrence, I mean, very odd name for a woman, but. <laughs> She is awesome. <laughs> She's a very talented quarterback. Unseated, uh, what was it? Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, who was a successful quarterback for Clemson. So we're just playing. Obviously, we, you know, not not to make fun of the gender issue or anything, but the long hair. He reminds me of Sunshine from, uh, oh, from, from Remember the, the Titans. Remember the Titans, yeah. Uh, as soon as I'm like, Sunshine. Spring Sunshine. Dude, it should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Tons of a lot of this talent that I'm want, wanting to see the two quarterbacks and then Holyfield's son. Like I, I know the I know George or sorry, wrong, wrong team talking about. Uh, you were talking e- about George Etn. Yeah, yeah my, it, my bad. What is that first? Etn. Etn. Yeah, dude, he he's lightning quick. I think he's underrated because of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's one of the premier running backs in the nation, especially one that's not talking about that people aren't talking about as an NFL talent. Guy sees a hole, gets through it. He's beating the secondary easy. Like and, future, future NFL uh, starter in my book. And from an entire core, the wide receiving core for Alabama is probably the best total core they've had. Oh yeah. I mean, they've had you know Calvin Ridley, they've had Julio Jones, but they never really had that stud complimentary player. Now they've got three or four guys that are just ballers. Yeah, they that that's a scary team and. Dude, two two is that good? Like that wide receiving core doesn't make him. He didn't make the wide receiving core. There's just talent all over the offensive side of the football I mean, for the, Alabama. The argument right now for Alabama against them, and it's a it's a pretty you know straw thin argument, paper thin argument here. They their weak spots running back, and but they've they got good running back. But they get three deep at at running back. Like they don't really have a weakness. They just got to be off. They just got to be off. Clemson, to me, Clemson is the only other elite team in college football right now, but Alabama's even a notch ahead of that. I don't even know which, where you get that. I, just, I hope it's a good game. I'm calling Clemson. I hope it's Clemson. Honestly, I, I do. But- I hate that Dexter, Dexter Wilmerts is missing from the interior of Clemson's line. It didn't show up against Notre Dame because Notre Dame didn't put up much of a fight anyway, but that's a huge loss, just the, the centerpiece of your defense. Notre Dame coach, do you guys recall the quote in the media where he was, you know, saying, saying we don't belong here, watch us go win the whole damn thing? Or yeah. The whole effing thing, I think, was his actual <laughs> words. Like that's what he said. He's like, "Watch us go in the whole effing thing." Oops. To me, honestly, if if anything was proven, it, it's proven that Notre Dame needs to join a conference. Yes. I mean, here's I understand. It's so it, hard. Preseason to... strength of schedule. They get a ton of money, but they're going to start getting left out. You, they get in again next year and get embarrassed again. They're going to be looking at that what Ohio State did a couple times. Well, them and UCF proved that you know. Well, UCF they should be overlooked. Well, UCF was competitive. UCF was competitive. If anything, Notre Dame proves that a but UCF should should get in. Like UCF what's lost worse? to who though? Nah, they lost to. Uh, who LSU. Did they? Exactly. LSU. LSU's a really solid team though. Third best team in the SEC. 
<laughs> LSU? Yep, yeah, LSU. Yeah. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they double digit beat Bama. Georgia? They beat Georgia by twenty something, didn't they? Yeah, they put they put a pretty good hurting on Georgia. Two two score game, but I mean they're playing. Uh, they're, they're they're a quality squad. UCF, you, UCF proved was, a lot. Was undefeated again before that game, right? Yeah, Correct. they lost. But that. down I mean, the quarterback, they're, they're going to be undefeated every year, just because of their strength of schedule. I mean, I just I, I understand that they were competitive against LSU, but UCF's never given a reason to be like, no. yeah, we need to consider them. Except I, I, beating I, Auburn in a bowl game last year and then losing a competitive game to LSU. I mean, that does prove they're on the level of at least the second tier of SEC teams. I mean, that's it, actually pretty huge. It, it proves to me that they, they would belong in over a two-loss Big Ten champion, a two-loss Big 12 champion, a two-loss two ACC champion. I'd say right. two-loss any just, champion. Two-loss two teams getting in now are just kind of... It could happen. I mean, yeah. it could very easily happen. If Alabama drops two, you know, just shocker of, shocker games, the uh, SEC champion two-loss could get in as a four-seed. Yeah, it could happen. Big but, hypothetical, but it could yeah, all the reason for eight teams don't like, want, yes. don't have to go I'm down that with, road. College football would spark my interest completely again if there was an eight team. I'd be fine Four, with six. I'm just, Give me six. I mean, any I don't like any the, any increase is I good. I said sixteen. The, the, I said sixteen. Too, I say but thirty-two. Uh, Sixty-four. Sixty-four. No, I mean, here's <laughs> the thing: one million. Really, when you get any team in the top ten, I know Alabama and Clemson are on d- different levels right now in their, you know, their depth, the talent they're bringing. To, They'd know, to still the come out of an eight score, eighteen playoff they, as the two teams. Eight teams, first round by. For the top two, I don't see. I'm see thinking Alabama that's what I'm saying. Six teams. Of... If you do six teams, you get the first round by. You get any uh, one loss or better Power Five champion and undefeated at large. I'd buy it. That's what. I, that's where I'd go with it. I'd buy now, it. But... In in this scenario, Notre Dame still gets in over UCF. If we did that, I don't know. He yeah, probably this. But year. but that's where I put UCF in over uh, Washington. Washington. So. Um, they, they're, but they're always going to be, like Barker said, they're always going to be kind of looked at it as the out team. There's I, an easy scapegoat and there, it's, and it's strength of schedule. And it's somewhat fair. I mean, just, just not not extremely, just somewhat. But anything that can get my South Louisiana Mud Dogs in those playoffs, I'm I, I'm all for it. It's been your team since what? Since I was a O2? kid. Yeah. Since mm. I was watching Happy Days in the Fonz, man. <laughs> <laughs> that long. South Louisiana Mud Dogs. Man, they had an amazing linebacker a few years back, didn't they? Uh, Way better Bobby. than Joe Montana. <laughs> uh, he used to be their water boy. What are the odds? I don't know. Good story. Good story. That's true. True story. I, I, I have something to tell you guys. It's kind of an exciting moment today that we should be proud of, even though it's a small moment. Just one of those small podcast uh, victory moments. There was a three fellas. They didn't look like us, but you know they were all recording a Facebook Live football podcast together. They didn't have a name that I've ever heard of. I couldn't find it on any podcasting sites. But they were doing a Facebook Live, three dudes doing a podcast. And of course, when you join that, which it just popped up on my feed, you know you can comment. So I was like, you know, Olaf from the Back Row Fantasy Show, just messing around. One of them got super excited and was like, hey, hey, one of the guys from the background fantasy show just commented. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I expected them to be like, what's, what's that? What's the back? What's, what's the fantasy show? 
<laughs> like it's you know, and I was gonna have to explain Pug. like, oh, I'd love if you come listen. It's a podcast we made, but instead they were like, I loved it. Felt like Robert Downey Jr. for a second. <laughs> More like Kevin Federline. <laughs> Whatever. Famous is famous. I've All heard right. the name before. <laughs> I've heard of you. I don't know much about you. Dude got to nail Britney Spears. I don't even want to hear it. I'm jealous. <laughs> hey, why yeah. you guys rambling in that 2013 NFL rookie class? Zach Ertz. Robert yeah. Woods. There was some good Hopkins. ones. Hopkins. But listen. Hey. For Glad you brought that back up. Zach Stacy. There's only <laughs> Zach Stacy. <laughs> just, Justin Hunter was, was also in that class. Zach Stacy was impressive for a, a minute. Just just there a minute. Six games there. He was right. Amazed. But Tavon Austin was uh, the first receiver off the board in 13. Corderell Patterson was the third wide receiver off the board in, in the first round. Too. In the first round. What about what? 18, 13 picks, something like that with Cordell? <clears throat> Sadly, Cordell's had a fairly successful NFL career. Not a first rounder successful, I say successful but, but, but Lord, no, I it's mean, it's he's a, played running back now. He, yeah. He's a punt returner, <laughs> kick returner, wide receiver. I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, he's gunner. <laughs> I mean, dude's, dude's, dude's been around. I mean, he's a veteran now when he should have been waived and dropped and never looked at again, but he's found a way to be. Just enough of a gadget player that he's like, you, you can't get rid of me. I'm gonna be just enough of a I'm gadget. I'm literally player. gonna be 40 years old, like Jerry <laughs> Rice. I'll play for the Seahawks. I'll catch one ball a year, and I'll be like, he's still doing it, folks. Cordero <laughs> Patterson's been doing this his whole career. We're gonna look but at Cordero Patterson. Player that that will do anything. Yeah, like, absolutely. You can't, you can't oh yeah. That. If I the mean, coach needs his ass wiped, Cordero. You know what's funny though? With Cordero Patterson, we're gonna look back and like. 22 years he's still going to be playing and somehow he's like a top 25 statistics receiver you're like how in god's name did that happen averaging 200 yards receiving a year how do you do that come to find out he's like i heard my name on the back row fantasy show and i wanted to prove them three rednecks wrong (laughs) speaking of i mean i believe in you cordell (laughs) tennessee vols tennessee vols all the way man the uh speaking of the vikings uh cordero patterson sydney rice Laquan Treadwell, not a lot of success in the first round at wide receiver. No. A few more names to throw at you. Terrence Williams, Quentin Patton, Marcus Wheaton, Justin Hunter, Stedman Bailey, Kobe Hamilton, Aaron Dobson. Remember Aaron Dobson? Marshall Product. Yeah, Marquis Goodwin was in there. I think Aaron Dobson did not have a uh, drop his senior year of college. That's like was a huge hype about him. It's like, oh my God, a guy who has the surest hands in in the NCAA now has Tom Brady throwing the ball. Wow, he's going to be a stud. Nope. Even oh God, this class was gold. Running backs: Giovanni Bernard, possibly the best of the bunch. Eddie Lacy, Joseph huh. Randall, Andre Ellington, Monty Ball, Marcus Lattimore. Dude. I can't even go. I, Christine Michael. All these names you know. Like, Ooh. every one of those guys right. is like, man, he was so hyped coming out. That is such a he bad been good. draft. You As know, you read that, I was like, he could have been good. He could have been good. All of them. <laughs> he was supposed to be good. Joseph Randall looked just fine before he stole some negligee off the wall of a Victoria's Secret. Monte Ball goes to Denver. It's like... Oh great! Then they, fantasy gold is they, what I was thinking. They get a uh, Maurice Claret, and nobody's relevant. It's like, oh great, you guys all suck. <laughs> Zach Stacy. It's like Matt Damon on Team America. Zach, Zach Stacy. <laughs> yeah, like Doug Judy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. They rectified that shortly after he went to the Rams, didn't he? 
Stacy. Yes. Yeah. 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 A couple years later, they they end up doing okay with uh, running back. Hmm. That girly kid. Yeah, he's all right. I see a lot of uh, Saquon Barkley projections above him for next year. Saquon Saquon 01, exactly. I've seen a bunch of uh, of that on the internet as of late. And let's just let's just say say what we got to say about it. Let's do some rookie grading. You know what? I'm I'm on that. Before you jump into it, I'm a, I'm on the Saquon 101. You're on the train. I'm on the train. Girl is tapered off. Girl is tapered off. CMC does ask staying power. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Maybe in the last I couple said, games where he was out with an injury. I said but. tapered like. Like the first week of your New Year's resolution diet, you taper off a few pounds, just a little bit. He's gone down a okay. little bit, just okay. enough to be like, hey, we're going, we're Saquon start 101, over I can see his it. age now. Like, uh, Saquon's right. young, girlie's 20, what, six? 25, I think. He still will be 26. Stupidly young. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, if I have the first overall pick, it's uh, straight up, it's probably Saquon Barkley. Dude caught a lot of balls. That, that's that's I, I, the biggest thing. I'm kind of I'm kind of there too. You add in his pass catching prowess, and realistically, he's the number two receiver on that team. I mean, especially number, as long as Eli's on, because you know when Eli chucks him up with the blind bird blindfold on, Saquon just knows where to go. Bird box, yeah, bird box. What I say, blind bird, blind bird box, <laughs> blind bird box. But, you know when free bird Eli Manning. <laughs> Saquon led rookies in receptions. So he did. All there of you them. Go. Wide receivers and all. I can't wait to dive in. All right, I, I'm not. Right I'm, part. Let, something like a 91. 91 receptions. Yeah, that's nuts. Very Reggie Bush-like numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except in the body of Zeus. <laughs> all right. Dive us in. Throw all right. us in. All right. Let's, uh, let's see Water if we can. Waterboard us into this episode. <laughs> see if we can do us some justice here. All right, so grades. Starting out on quarterbacks, this is rookie grades only. Uh, top of the class. I don't think there will be an argument here. I've got an A-plus grade on Baker Mayfield's season. Dude threw for 3,700 yards, broke a rookie touchdown record, threw the amount of picks that veterans in the leagues in the league uh, are throwing. He's he Baker Mayfield literally looked like a veteran, not a rookie this year. And That's an A plus. Keep for me. in mind, didn't start game one. No. So the people who were tied at first for that rookie touchdown record, there's a couple guys you may have heard of: Peyton Manning, okay. Russell Wilson. A couple all right guys. Yeah. One is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and the other, honestly, continues this trajectory. He's going to be as well. Yeah. I, I mean, looking that good as a rookie, even if you're drafted at one overall. He's still a great value. I went all. I mean, the, that's they got a franchise guy. I went. So the Browns good, did it. He made the Browns look good. Yes, like smart. They're making smart decisions. I yes. went all the way back to the 1997 draft class because I I kind of glanced a little bit before that, and most of the teams were sitting rookies. You know, not letting them start year one. But the only player that had more yards per game than Baker Mayfield was Andrew Luck. So we're talking uh, the class that he's in. He's playing to the level that an Andrew Luck. A Peyton Manning and a Russell Wilson played their rookie year. Yeah, as That's bad special. as I, as bad as I want to argue A plus, I want to be like well, a, a plus man. I mean, what you're saying? There's nothing better than Baker Mayfield's rookie season. And actually, A plus. There isn't a whole lot. I 2018. Mean, no, I, I'm no, not even for 2018. All time is what we're saying right. here. You know, Just he's in the class. Watch the 12 minute video of him being mic'd up. 
and that easily pushes your A to an A plus. Oh easy. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We got a hybrid of Russell Wilson and Andrew <laughs> Luck that loves Phil Collins. It does not get any better than Just that. Watch a him, watch him right. drum to. Boom, 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 boom. Perfect. I can feel it. I like hearing him sing it too. Yeah, like he's just bouncing around, like. Ah, and this is coming from m- mostly Ohio State guys. Like mm. Baker Mayfield is honestly, we've had a lot of hype for him. He's the real deal. He is absolutely the real deal. Had gave us our sound bite of the year too when he came out and was like, "How'd you feel about the game today?" I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the coolest like lines I think I've ever heard from a from a quarterback. And, hey, dude, he's a real deal. And the stare down of Hugh Jackson. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Anybody that was on TV complaining about that, like, go watch something else. And by the that way, was gold. if you it was go even look. better when they asked him about it, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. No. Like, if you go back Hugh and look. who? Never the, heard of her. <laughs> the, uh, the quarterbacks that were rookies that even compared to his stats, most of them threw five or 600 passes. Baker threw 486. Yeah. Not a ton of volume and got a lot done with that volume. But just how how good can he be? He gets if he gets a stud receiver, I'm talking about I, I know Jarvis is there, but he needs like a talking big like a Lima Swede. Uh, <laughs> a big body like uh yeah. Dude, if they go get DK Metcalf. Ooh. Yeah. Put Jarvis I, in the slot. Wayne why not? And have a, Antonio Callaway, uh, I'll we'll get to him with Rookie wide receivers, but Antonio Callaway is not bad. I'm I'm no. just saying he needs a stud big target that he can yeah. when he's in trouble he can immediately lock on. I think when he's rolling around the pocket in trouble he's still having to scan. He can't. He doesn't have his go to guy. His current six five guy drops five balls a game. So yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to he, he, s- stare down David and Joku while you're in trouble. He, he like, needs a pro. He needs a. a Devontae Adams like pro. We need 10 yards. God, and Joku's wide open, but he hasn't dropped a ball yet today. I know it's coming. Let me yeah, let me force this in there to anyone else but in Joku. But you give him an Super outlet. Athlete. You give him an outlet, dude, that that Browns team's scary. Lambert? Playoff scary for 2019. 7 and 8. I don't I mean, I think we were all hopeful for 9 and 7 and we may have even said it a few times but that was us being hopeful 7, seven eight, and 8 one, baby. 7 8 1 nothing Wu Tang said it ain't nothing that Well, did you see uh, Demarius Randall came out and said the AFC North now goes through Cleveland and he's absolutely right. He's I'd, correct. I believe he's right. Absolutely. The only guy I think that might have something to say about that in the AFC North next year is uh, the the next guy on the list to me. This is where I expect somebody to possibly differ from me. I've got a B, which is second in the class grade on Lamar Jackson. I'm higher than that. I have Lamar Jackson as an A minus. Now this is coming as an overall quarterback. He, is he a fantasy stud yet? No. On his way. But he's on his way. He's got the mobility, the mobility you love. He's He's got the Michael Vick-type mobility with a much better arm and accuracy than Michael Vick. I don't know. I just think you guys are completely out of your minds here. Because <laughs> No, I the body of work's not there. Thank oh, you, high five from Lambert. What I mean, is going on? You, I mean, you're talking about a guy who threw for 1,100 yards. He, he threw six yards. touchdowns. I mean, come on. You can't give him A-. minus. I got nothing more than a C on him, which is just uh, very undetermined on him. Are they winning football games with him at the helm? Yeah. But did they win football games with Joe Flacco at the helm? Yeah. I mean, they're... It, this the quarterback's one of the least 
uh, the least important positions on the the way the Ravens uh, run their football team. I mean, it goes to the defense, goes to the run game. So, to me, he didn't have to do much. He didn't show me anything excellent. So, I, I got to see on him. I'm not sold on him fantasy-wise or career-wise in the NFL. The Ravens are winning games because of their defense. Oh, yeah. He's doing enough to put them over the top, and they're – they're keeping people out of the end zone. Just enough. Like yeah. right now, man, I I, I I don't know. I mean, there's a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I'd take Jameis Winston. I'd take Marcus Mariota over him right now. I do. I, I, I really disagree. On, I don't know. I All mean, right. for that team. Here's my argument. So, Lamar Jackson passing 56.2% completion rate. which it's terrible. Which it is, but it was better than Rosen. And it was better than Josh Allen. I'm not saying that that's something to like Hang stand on the mountain on, but it uh, was better. Oh, okay, better. I'll give you that. You have 1,200 yards and the limited amount of time that he played, 7.1 uh, average on his yards per throw, which is second in the rookie class. So throw it down the field a little bit. Think throw it down the field. It was six touchdowns to three interceptions, basically on the short watch, kind of the same clip as Baker was on. Two to one touchdown ratio. Ratio <clears throat> wise, I'm not saying he would have done wise, it. No, no. not saying he would have done it. I'm saying two touchdowns to every interception. That's You're pretty, right. He's at, he's at the same clip. Pretty good for Lamar Jackson that we didn't expect. I expect more interceptions than touchdowns from Lamar I don't know Jackson. If I'm taking him second out of this class though is my only thing. The rushing yards, six ninety five and five touchdowns in how many games? Basically seven. That's that's where the B comes he in. I'm not talking a, as a quarterback. I'm talking as the position. Like you draft the position, he's the second best player at the position. Which, I I agree. I know. Like I said, I have him in, as an A minus because I think that he has a floor now of rushing, and I'll, I'll give him five to six hundred yards every year rushing. I don't expect eight, nine hundred, a thousand yards rushing every year, but you add that into two or three hundred passing yards a game. Let's say two twenty five. Give him another fifty on the ground. It, all everyone knows, rushing yards are more valuable. Rushing touchdowns in most leagues are more valuable than passing touchdowns, usually six to four. So you add a little bit of that here and there, and that's where Lamar Jackson becomes the the number two in this draft class. Yeah. He are scored you as Josh many. Josh Allen that same rushing floor. Getting, we're getting there. I'll get there. We are getting there. <laughs> all right, I'll let you move on, but I don't. Last agree. thing, where, Lamar where Jackson. Where you guys I got him C. Like uh, I'm uh, just undecided. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. They won ball games. That's great, but uh, I don't know. He just didn't do anything to impress me. It, there's nothing that says he's going to be Russell Wilson on the ground and through the air. I think he's going to struggle through the air most of his career. He was fantasy startable, and the Ravens are in the playoffs. Oh, I think <clears throat> I think he's impressive. I just don't think he's the second best rookie quarterback this year. Yes. Okay. And I'm on that boat. All right. 11 total touchdowns. Josh Rosen had 11 total touchdowns on a whole season. <laughs> Just like me, some Lamar. Well, I got Josh Rosen as like a D minus. Me too. And that's yeah, generous. I've got him way uh, down there. So let's, uh, okay, this is where it gets tough. So the third best grade for a quarterback, I've, I've got a tie. I've got Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. And uh, I'll see where you guys got them. Then we'll talk about why we got them, where we got them. I'm going to go with Allen above Sam Darnold. I actually have Allen as a B plus for the time that he was actually playing. He's he looks like a competent quarterback. You add in the rushing ability that nobody knew he had. 
Like, I'm not sure that Josh Allen knew he had that kind of rushing ability. Now, once again, I, I'm not going to say I'm giving him six, seven hundred yards in, you know, rushing, but you add three or four hundred a year onto the guy, giving a couple uh, wide receivers and a competent running back that's not, you know, falling apart. Josh Allen's going to be a good quarterback. He was, he's my number two out of this year. Uh, Josh Allen was. I'm going to go. I see. I'm going with Sam Darnold. I still like what Sam Darnold done early. Kind of wore down. I think. I think defense has figured out how to how to blitz him, how to attack him, and he's going to make an adjustment. He's an intelligent quarterback. So I, I, I actually went Sam Baker or Sam Darnold as a as a B plus. I actually enjoyed. I, I liked what he put on put on film. He had a positive touchdown interception ratio. That's. I mean. I mean. That's what you want to see. Baker. We already said it. That was an elite rookie year. Sam Darnold showed that he can put points on the board in a New York offense that has, is devoid, completely devoid of playmakers, running back, tight end, or wide receiver. He was successful, so I like what he did as a quarterback. I like where you're. I like where y'all are going with the Josh Rosen and, or excuse me, the Josh Allen intangibles, the running the football, get him some receivers. Same thing with uh, Sam Darnold, but I like I, I, Sam Darnold just throws the ball better. Throws a better ball, a little bit more advanced in his progressions and everything like that than Josh Allen in my book. Down the stretch, Allen played so much better than Darnold, I think. Right. It, but they, you they had it. inverse they right. had inverse right. seasons. Yeah, and, yeah, and again, I think the defense has had a found a way to attack Sam Darnold where Josh Allen he just didn't have to prepare well, for well, Buffalo. He, he had no one knew he could and he didn't show, well, most he of his start initially, I mean most of his success was on the ground too. I mean, mm-hmm. like we don't know what he will do in a full sixteen games, having to pass the ball, having to throw the ball. I mean, he he only threw the ball what three hundred twenty times, two thousand yards. He's got not enough on tape for me to put him over Sam Darnold. I've reason I got him dead heated. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, the talent around him pretty similar. I mean, neither yeah, team agreed. can say you know we've got the edge there for a rookie quarterback. Pretty pretty even there. Darnold versus Allen, as far as completion percentage goes, Darnold's five percent better. That that that's that's a huge stat. Absolutely, I mean completion percentage is a major stat in today's NFL. The yards that was passing the yards coming out of the draft. Yeah, it was, it was for Josh Allen, and, and it's percentage. and it's kind of confirmed now. I think we expected more out of Darnold, closer to sixty when Baker can throw almost sixty four. But Darnold, like Nitt said, threw 17 touchdowns versus 15 picks. And Josh Allen threw 10 to 12. 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I I like Josh Allen's rushing ability, the athletic ability, the upside. To me, is all better than Darnold. But Darnold showed more poise in year one, which kind of has him dead heated for me. So I, I had Darnold, you know, right behind Josh Allen. It, it was close. I have him, you know, at a B, B minus something in that range. Um, just there was times to where you're wondering, is he going to be the starting quarterback next week? You know that that happened with Sam Darnold. Whenever, whenever Josh Allen got got it on the field, it's like, man, the dude's doing everything he can. They could happen once though, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't he get replaced for one game? Yeah, but that that you, you didn't have that worry really with Josh Allen, other than with injury. You know, and, and with rushing comes the potential for injury. We all know that. But uh, I do like Sam Darnold's upside. If you get some receivers around him, a viable running game. I know Isaiah Crow had some decent games this year. I fully get that. But you get a real, you know, real life NFL caliber running back, and Darnold's going to have a, a good fantasy career as well. And then. 
uh, taking the end of the train, Josh Rosen. I got him with a D. And when I look at it, it's kind of unfair almost because his touchdowns to interceptions, pretty similar to Josh Allen's. His uh, completion percentage, two and a half points better. Uh, threw for some more yards. He did have more attempts, but he had more games. He had more games. But Josh Rosen, like I wanted to say, he was atrocious this season, but I think he, I'm not going to go that far. He was just not good. I'm not- I'll I'll back you up in saying he wasn't a tro- like that that team was a wreck. Like it was. Yeah, I mean they, but they have playmakers all over the. It's more more than the other two quarterbacks. It seems we just like about. they have playmakers. They have playmaking names in Larry Fitzgerald. Like Christian Kirk, we're not sure what he's going to be. And David, David Johnson, Johnson was kind of a shell of himself. Yeah, Maybe that was because of Rosen. Was that pro? Was that problem Rosen? I think I think it may have been more coaching, yeah. offensive scheme, etc. You know, I mean, they were in a transition year there um, amongst head coach and coaching philosophy. So, I mean, to me, you can't. I, I'm not going to absolutely crucify Josh Rosen, but then again, Do you D, want to crown D him? is very no D is very fair. Like he's going to have his NFL career is going to be made next year. I mean. If he has another year like he did this year, shows no progression, replace him. Replaceable. I, yeah. I can't disagree. I, don't think I feel he's like a project. when you look, you can go on. No, no, I agree with what Nittle is saying. I, I have him a little bit better than you guys. I have him to C minus. But when you look at this team, if out of any, or excuse me, these quarterbacks out of any of them, I could see Rosen being replaced in three years. Uh, yeah, I could very too. realistically, I could, I see, could see him. him I could see him too, never breaking twenty five, twenty six touchdowns. I could see that being the case and having just as many interceptions over his career as touchdowns, and end up being a backup journeyman quarterback. We said it before. Josh Rosen's not a winner. Boom. Josh Rosen's not a winner, and the they, fire wasn't there. It, it wasn't in college either. No. That's we, and thing. we kind of called. We, we kind of talked about we that. We talked in the about that in the off season. Josh Rosen is is what we thought he was everything we thought he was it's just it's playing out his rookie year the nfl now it's harder the nfl's harder on rookies particularly when you got to play the seahawks twice when you got to play the rams twice yeah. i mean when we all three played it was tough it was tough it was yeah tough. Jeez. i mean you got to play well, lambert played too yeah but i'm not used to this when the four of us played when that's you got to play two of the two of the Sorry. better teams in the league two playoff caliber teams four times that's going that you're going to struggle but they're not going away. No. They're going to be there for the next two or three years. And, I mean, just chalk it up. He's getting four losses a year before he plays anybody else. It's tough on the guy. I, I, it's I don't tough. Know. Jo- it was two days, man. Yeah. Josh, Josh Rosen, do you, I, he's, like he's we right said. right there. He could, he could be so bad. Or he could he be could Jared be Goff. So good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could. It's, it's, it's 50-50. Just, which is a worse bet than the other quarterback? I just don't think about. that if you look at the totality of talent that was around Jared Goff last year, the the Cardinals aren't even close to close. No, like it's just it's there's miles and miles apart between those guys. So I I just don't think Josh uh, Rosen's a long term solution at quarterback for any team in the NFL, in my opinion. I won't go that far yet, but like like Labor just said, I I won't be surprised. If no he matter puts what it way it goes, next year, he's yeah. shocked. Yeah, well, I honest. mean, everybody wrote Jared Goff off. Too. Josh Re- Rosen I'm should be the 29th to 30th quarterback off when the fantasy uh, drafts next year. Agree, 100. No percent thousand. Reason. Yeah, no reason to that. upside. Any I, more quarterbacks? No. Just, just want to note that 
Kyle Laletta never really got a chance, so his grade <laughs> is incomplete. Oh, he should have, though. <laughs> he should have. So many games. So bad. Played. So bad. Uh, and just want to touch on Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen for Carolina actually came in and looked like a competent quarterback for the game that Cam Newton was out. The grade is incomplete. Just the only other player at quarterback for uh, the rookies that played any meaningful snaps. Good job, Kyle Allen. Hey, and he Nick could, Mullins. Yeah, but Kyle Allen, he could Forgot be the about next, Nick Mullins. Could be the next Tony Romo. Who who knows? Just uh, kind of out of nowhere, like a guy you drafted, and then three years later, thrust into service, and you you end up with a Tony Romo career. And Kyle Allen. I mean, it's guy guy to monitor. Happens at all the time. Who doesn't love being thrust into service? I mean, whenever uh, you're talking about, the, we, I mentioned earlier the running of a quarterback. Cam Newton is a, a real bad run away from being out of the NFL. I mean, he could get he. They don't treat Cam Newton like most quarterbacks. He doesn't get the protection most quarterbacks get. So is that your foot? Oops, I footsied with someone, but it wasn't it was Lambert. My, it was my oh, dead hey. foot. Don't worry about it. Hey, too many feet on this table. Now I feel table. like a necromania. Wait, what's is that? What's got necrophiliac? Yeah. No, I'm necrophiliac. Have, I'm loving for our on a listeners. Dead leg. Um, you're getting ADA credit because I have a paralyzed foot. So. <laughs> So just, it's like the Blackfoot from Mr. Deeds. Legitimately, I have to wear what's called, no! an, it's called an AFO brace. Look it up. Jalen Smith, right? In in high school, I took a, a helmet to the knee, bent my leg completely backwards, tore three ligaments, and stretched a nerve. So I wear a brace for it. He's basically Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> Don't draft Leonard Fournette this uh, coming season, by the way. He's a lot uh, more like Marcus Lattimore, if you really I'd probably take him over Elijah McGuire, though. It's close. <laughs> it's real close. So uh, br- bring on the rookie running backs. We're we're in a plus Saquon. I I don't I don't even know if we have to explain why, but we a will. Plus, Saquon got an A plus for a third year running back. Yeah, and he's a rookie. Yeah, I mean, I talked against him a little bit in the offseason. I, I had high hopes for him. I will say that. But for people to say I'm taking him over Kamara or I'm taking him, you know, above. Um, Le'Veon or Gurley, I mean, I'm like, you were insane. Gator Edwards. Kareem Hunt, people are like, he's the number one, number two, number three guy. I'm like, you're all nuts. You're all nuts. You can't do that, and you made the right choice. He was every— You, you, you didn't make a wrong choice. He, he, he is as billed. He is everything we thought he was going to be and hoped he would be. He really is. I mean, Just tell Giants well, fans they didn't make a wrong choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it still blows my team. They got a plan. They're building. Blows right. my mind whenever they say, well, I should draft a quarterback. No, you shouldn't have. No, did you see the quarterbacks we just graded? You think Sam Darnold would have got you there? You think no. Josh Rosen would have got you there? No. Made the right choice. No, you're getting carried by those quads. <laughs> right. Dude. You build an NFL uh, running back in a computer system, it comes out with Quan Barkley. I think you've said that before. I can't argue against A+. Plus. A+. Plus? I mean, 91 receptions, 721 yards and four touchdowns. 2,000 total That's in the 2,000 total yards. That's in the air. 1,307 on the ground with 11. 11. Dude, and, dude's a beast. And he wasn't a goal line back. He no. did it, but scoring from 70, 75, 78 yards out – I mean, uh, one of the, pl- I can't, I think it was against the Cowboys. Seven J- runs of 40 plus yards or more. Just sealed up like 60 yards out. He catches the ball. Three guys in front of him, makes him miss, makes him miss, makes him miss. Slides between two people that you're like, he's getting tackled and on to, to pay dirt. Uh, he, he's amazing. Next for me, uh, this, I expect some indifference as well. 
I've got a tie on this one as well. Don't tie. I'm sorry. I break I, it. I have two A grades after Saquon, uh-huh. and it's Nick Chubb mm-hmm. on yes. on the you know didn't even play for a little bit, and Philip Lindsay. They're both A's for me, especially Philip Lindsay. The value you got, you got a thousand yard rusher with nine touchdowns from an. Was it a seventh round pick or undrafted? And, and undrafted. Honestly, undrafted. In partial timeshare. Yes. Right. With and Royce Freeman, who was highly touted by the fantasy community. Philip Lindsay, the nit predicted, I'm going to say this every year we do this show, <laughs> was was an A. The value is an A. I almost gave him an A. Plus. The only thing holding me back from an A plus was just a little more it, volume and opportunity before Freeman. Like it took him a, a minute. It took him a minute to unseat Freeman. No, I got to say. I'll go ahead and let you drool all over Philip Lindsay. No, actually, I'm, I'm going to go a different direction. I was actually more impressed with Nick Chubb as a long-term running back. Like, I have Nick Chubb. So, first off, before I start talking about these two, I have to say, Saquon Barkley's A-plus is, like, so much further away from an A. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I'm good. Like, so I'm going to grade Nick Chubb as an A. Like, very impressed down the stretch. I mean, 1,000 yards, a 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, contributed in the uh, passing game uh, with a rookie quarterback around him. Like, he was extremely successful. And I see Nick Chubb as a long-term back in the NFL more than Philip Lindsay, who I had at a B. I actually had him a couple tiers down because Philip Lindsay didn't really get involved in the passing game as much. Which was surprising. But I give Nick Chubb an A, but it's so far away from that A plus. I gave <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Agreed. So uh, to me, I'm uh, to me, I'm actually going to put Philip Lindsay down a step. He could still lose touches next year. Do you got an A minus on Lindsay? Uh, no, I got a B. Like I got him down quite a bit from uh, from Nick Chubb. I think they're both A grades, but I do yeah. pick Chubb over. Now, I, again, I'm not talking like projecting. Right. I, I'm. You know, Look, if just we're projecting this past, just this past Dynasty, season. I want Chubb. Nick Chubb didn't start till week seven. Right. Dynasty, give me you Chubb. You got to think all the timeshares that, that Philip Lindsay was in. I mean, just him and Royce Freeman pretty much split carries. Booker. I mean, right. Booker got some run yeah. a little bit. Not yep. Nothing crazy, but I'm the more, overall picture was like, man, he's decent. Guys, is it, to me, I mean, I have Nick Chubb as an A, and I have Philip Lindsay as a B plus. But Nick Chubb, what he did in really such a short period of time through the games, if you span the, literally, you almost just double what he did, and for a given full season, given full season, you could almost double what he did. Let's not Ugh. let's not call him two thousand yards. Let's right. call him sixteen hundred yards, fifteen hundred well, we, we yards. We can call the possibility that he would have done that all season because we don't know anything otherwise. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think he wouldn't. Because, I mean, he didn't play any well, better teams the first half than he played the second half. We have one reason to think he wouldn't. Hugh Jackson was there for a while. Touche. Touche. So we we do have that reason. But, Nick Chubb probably couldn't have done that with Hugh Jackson. But let's realize something, though. Carlos Hyde, who isn't, isn't playing any downs in the NFL and didn't for the last few weeks, he was one of the leading rushers for the first five weeks. He was. So you add that to Nick Chubb's stats, he's a 1,400, 1,500-yard back. Now, that, that's, he's better than Carlos Hyde. I'm ready for this one, too. This one should be interesting. I've my next guy on the list. By the way, I do want to point something out real quick. Uh, Philip Lindsay five point four yards carry. Nick Chubb five point two yards carry. Last year, Hunt had four nine. Fournette had three nine. The only players that outdid them with any considerable time: Kamara six one. We know what that was about. A lot of gimmicks, 
a lot of, you know, he, he's a special player. Uh, Jones, Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler had five and a half yards carry last year. Now, again, before I sign off on that one, I am grading their 18 season. Dynasty, give me Chubb. How they performed in 18 for your fantasy squad, that's why I gave them both A's. Next guy on the list for me at a B plus. Unfortunately, some injury was involved, but Carry On Johnson was impressive. Yeah, preach, man. That's who I got number four. He was super impressive. He averaged five point four a carry, six hundred and forty one yards, and even more a more limited uh, fashion than Nick Chubb. And he also caught a handful of balls, thirty two for two thirteen and one. Over the full course of the season, he might have caught sixty five balls. So yeah. I mean, Carry On Johnson for the body of work. B plus. He he's a guy I'm excited about. I want him on dynasty squads. Absolutely, I 100 agree. Uh, that 5.4 yards carry tied with Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. and in going forward, it's most likely carry on's job by himself. Um, if, if not, the Lions are nuts. Yeah, I mean, you I can't imagine them wanting to bring back Legarrette Blunt next year just to to leech away a couple goal line carries from Carry on Johnson, and he you know he rendered a theoretic and you know the the pass catching backs up there in uh, in Detroit rendered them completely irrelevant. I mean, Carry on Johnson's a darn good running back, and I I actually had him uh, graded as B plus as well. I got him right there to be like Carrot, super impressed with him. Just being a little more critical, I guess, in in my gradings. But I, I was super impressed by him. Agree that he should be the starter next year. And the thing that that really that I love about Carrion, even though he had the injury that kept him off the field, in college he's a warrior. Like this dude is your your typical running back. Wants to be on the field, unlike a Fournette who finds a way to get off the field. Carrion. When he gets into whenever the Detroit Lions are competitive again, he's going to want the rock in his hand. He's going to find a way to stay on the field. I think he's a durable back over the course of his career as much as he is a uh, a, a successful back statistically. So I don't think there's much of an argument. Saquon, top three, all right, three to five. Nick Chubb, right there behind him, six, seven, eight, in that range at least. Um, Philip Lindsay to me probably falls closer to running back to yeah but carry on Johnson I've got to take him in consideration right there I'm taking him over Leonard Fournette next year all down oh yeah I'm taking him over Fournette too and yeah yeah Lamer where you got he's he's a B for me absolutely I'm I mean I'm picking up what you guys are putting down uh, I love love what he's doing up in Detroit I actually have him higher than Philip Lindsay like I in 2019 if we wanted Talk about next year. I'd go carry on Johnson over Philip Lindsay. Just I, I think I would too. I trust his long term. I trust I his volume. Royce Freeman could make that. A, I mean, I yeah. still think Royce Freeman's good enough to warrant carries. Right. Period. He's going to get carries, and that's the only thing that's hurting Philip Lindsay. Yep, I agree. Next on the list for me, I got Sony Michelle, and and I don't think it was close with anyone else after him. Uh, but Sony Michelle. Pretty good. Four and a half yards a carry. He was only 70 yards shy of a 1,000-yard season. The reason I don't have him higher than a B, I got him in a B because he showed he's a running back. I don't have him higher because he didn't show a lot in the passing game. Showed nearly nothing in the they passing game. They probably didn't let him, but It was still, the James he, White show on passing yeah, downs a lot of the time. It was, but I mean, again, like Sony Michelle, we thought that was going to be his main that was going to put him over the top in yeah. fantasy, and and the fact that he couldn't show that to the Patriots and pass James White, or at least share with James White. I mean, uh, I think has, Michelle. I, I I don't have it written down, but I want to say he had like 
two catches for it was, 20 yeah, it yards. Was nothing. Like, and on, it was the obvious season. that he didn't get a chance. But Now, he was injured he, some. Yeah. But whenever he was injured, James White was an animal all around. Seven for 50. What was it? Okay. Woo. Seven receptions, 50 yards. It's good stuff. Nothing to bark at. Nothing to bark at. Oh. But I think, he, you know, I think he should have showed his prowess in the past game a little more and, you know, earned himself more of, of that work. But somehow he didn't. Is he capable? Him. Yes. I got He's him capable. At a B minus. But if, if it was his backfield alone, oh, it's huge upside. Easy uh, I agree when, uh, that's yeah. where I have him, and that's exactly my opinion of him. If yeah. for some reason James White's on a different team next year, I'm put. I'm going all in on Sony Michelle. Yeah, as would I. Yep. He's going to be near the back end of my top ten at least. But with Let's James see. White there, I'm not as excited about him as the guys we've mentioned already. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'd still put Philip Lindsay over. I, I'd still draft Philip Lindsay over Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, if James White's there, but. Yep. Man, if if it's Sony Sony Michelle's backfield, you can almost argue him as the third third running back. You can put him over carry on. You could put him right up in there with Nick Chubb. It'd be a real good argument, particularly as long as Tom Brady's there. You know, the rest of the team around him is quality. Yeah, and and as we know, Bill Belichick's defense is going to get those running backs plenty of opportunities in uh, New England. I uh, I feel like this is an upset or a surprise with the next guy. There's not many left after him that are worth grading. We'll grade them anyway, some of them. But Gus the Gummy Gator Edwards nabbed a B from me right on par with Sony Michelle. I got Michelle above him. I'm going to change Gus the Gummy Gator to a B- minus just for the sake of him being below uh, Sonny Michelle. But, dude, 5.2 yards of carry, 700 yards, kind of like Chubb didn't get an opportunity till later than Chubb. Yep. And he – Played good ball. Like, he's a good running back. Maybe, but there might not be longevity there. I'm not saying go pony up in Dynasty. He was actually, I'm not. The, he was actually the one that's two receptions for 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I he didn't written do down He didn't him. do anything there. But, man, Gus Edwards was definitely probably huge for you if you picked him up off waivers late in the season and you already had a decent team lacking a running back. Oh, you, you! I give him the B minus because he the value. You stole him, and I'm I'm gonna go C on him. C plus uh, is, is where I have Gus, just because of the the not coming on and the I won't say struggles in the beginning of the season, just lack of opportunity there. But when he came on, he was solid. He was rock solid. But he's more of that bowling ball. Never going to be a, a part of the passing game whatsoever. The so, next Legarrette. That's what I have to say. C. I mean, he he did it. He did so much in the rushing rushing game and nothing in the passing game. That just leaves you right in the middle. C. So yeah. to liken it to some players that we're familiar with, Rob Kelly, Alfred Morris. Oh yeah. Just the bowling ball, straightforward. C.J. Anderson catch a couple passes a season, not a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got him at a C plus. I want to have him higher because he was so productive in the running game, but he's not. He's completely non-existent in the passing game, and that, that's that's scary. The pawn shop, Adrian Peterson. Pawn shop AP. <laughs> like I can't afford a, a new AP. I'm gonna go to the pawn shop and pick me up a Gus Edwards. <laughs> Lambert, you got any put on Gummy Gator? C C for me the for all the reasons gator. you guys listed. I love the Gummy Gator. After Gus the Gummy Gator, I have a couple C-plus grades. I have Josh Allen as the sixth best running back off the bench. I kind of got him and Lamar Jackson starred just because they're both running backs and quarterback uh, positions. But I actually kind of liked 
Royce Freeman this year. I mean, I'm not saying like he was is that the your second. C plus. He he's my C plus. Right. I, I I four yards a carry is fine. It's in the middle. C plus. Five hundred and twenty one yards. He had five touchdowns. That's and a good year. That's, I, good year. I, that's a decent rookie. Second rookie. Like you're playing on the team with another rookie. Your second fiddle. Those are good second fiddle numbers. I, I just C plus because he looks like he could be a future running back in 2018. Was not a B or an A as we expected, but he was fine. And a C plus, like my mom told me, is fine. It's fine. You got to shoot higher. It's a passing score. Tell you, tell your mother to shoot higher. She just, no, she won't do that. Because me, I to me, I got him as a D. Is it was a failure of a season for him. Technically, I mean, he was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to come in and own that job. He did not do that. The four yards of carry are modest, but. That was on fresh legs. Like, he should have done more. He should have taken the reins. To me, it was an unsuccessful rookie campaign for Royce Freeman when he was to an undrafted rookie. And now I, I believe he does have the longevity of a, a very capable backup running back. And frankly, you put him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he probably would have been a starter. But that'd be great. That's but he's a still, trade that needs to happen. He's but, tied into a rookie contract with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, he he's going to be in Bron- a Bronco for the next two years in this role. Like long term, it's Philip Lindsay. Uh, Royce Freeman is just going to do this year and year and route, which is irrelevant in fantasy. I don't know if I drop him to a D, but limited opportunities. He's he's a C minus. He's he's close. I have him as a C because I think he did well whenever he had the opportunity. The problem is I'm I'm a, I'm terrified of both him and Philip Lindsay next year because if one of them get if if uh, Freeman works his ass off in the offseason and gets the hot hand, Freeman's going to be a force. You know Freeman could be very well some as we've said many times he could take over that job. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but he but he very well could. He's got the talent to do it. Yeah, he does. I, I just like him for the future. But yeah, he did not give us what we were hoping. He was like a top eight pick. And rookie drafts, and he did not give us top eight production. That's for sure. A couple other names to note. Josh Adams, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I thought for where he came into the team for a rookie, like for him to be that second half of the season guy that could have a future, I gave him a C plus. 4.3 a carry, 5.11. Just more out of him than anyone expected, and I think that's enough for a just a C plus. He's like your flyer at the end of drafts next year, which is what I think Royce Freeman is too. So I, I had to give him a C plus. I like what both of them I did. Feel, I, I've got him as C minus, but I feel like Josh Adams has a clearer path to playing. He does definitely than Royce Freeman. I don't know. Josh 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 Adams could be drafted out of position next year too. Like I mean, they they oh yeah, they're solid at wide receiver. They made the trade for Golden Tate. They have the, all the tight ends plus a rookie. They got their franchise quarterback. They could go running back in the second round and get a stud instead of having to roll with Josh Adams. And I kind of expect – I think the Philadelphia Eagles were like, we we have stars at running back, and you get injuries, you get incompetence, and then you get Josh Adams. Now it's time for the Eagles to go out and actually draft a running back that's can be consistently capable and be that franchise guy. Yep. That's what I'm scared with Josh Adams. His best bet is that they draft a Rojo, and he just keeps on trucking like Peyton Barber. Yes, sir. Keeps on trucking. I actually liked Rashad Penny, too. Like, he didn't get opportunity. He should have won the job over Chris Carson, but apparently Chris Carson is actually decent. And they run the ball a lot. They do run the ball a lot. They do need multiple running backs in Seattle. Turns out they got three of them. Royce Freeman. 
just didn't get the opportunities. Right. But when he did, I mean, five yards a clip, he had 400 yards in super limited action. So I had to give him a C plus. I still think he's the future of the Seahawks at running back. But he was weird. It wasn't like it was limited action all season. Like he actually had a game where he he went off. Like that that's yeah. the upside. That is the upside of Rashad Penny. It wasn't 400 yards over the, over 16 games. I know he played 16 games, but like he got most of them when he got the opportunity. He was successful. I actually like Rashad Penny. I I actually gave him a C rather than throwing a D on him like I did with Royce Freeman. That's where I would have had Josh Adams. Uh, Rashad Penny, I thought, was very strong in his opportunities. I bet you would have liked to throw in some D at some chub. Yeah. But you gave him – I gave, did. You gave it an A anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing the D around. Oh, well, yeah. You, you got to throw the D in some chub here. I want to change, like, uh, Saquon's Barkley to just uh, just elite – it's not an A plus. It's just an elite grade. Arms with the deflection. <laughs> we gave. <laughs> he tipped that conversation right out of here. Just we just got matumboed, fellas. <laughs> no, no, no. I do tend to agree with you about Rashad Penny, though. Um, if if he somehow wrangles that job away full time next year, I think he's got a lot of potential to be a very successful NFL running back. To me, a thousand yard back in his future. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe Rashad Penny is a thousand yard back. Possibly near future, at least by year three. I mean, we've seen before Seattle just like brush running backs to the wayside. They're like, we don't need you. Who cares? Yeah. Just get it by. But then again, when they get one, they're typically good. Sean Alexander. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I it, mean, it, when they settle on running back, that squad's very good. I and mean, they will run them to death. They will. And that's great for fantasy purposes. That's great for Rashad Penny. I got a C plus on Naheem Hines. Mm. Uh, I thought Naheem Hines, 63 balls caught. Four twenty-five and two. Dang. Yeah, he got. I mean, that's that's pretty good for a From, mid-round guy. If like we're that's talking a, actual PPR. Yes, but we if are. it's non-PPR, Naheem Hines is kind of an after. No, he's twenty seventeen Duke Johnson is who Naheem Hines. Is. Right, but who doesn't play PPR? And if you don't play PPR, like, what are you doing? I'm just saying, Naheem Hines, as many balls as he caught, did he really do a lot with it? I mean, think no, about it. No, but think he got open that. and he, got, he moved the chains. And the Colts with, in the with, with Marlon Mack not playing playoffs? most of the season. I mean, there, there's a lot of negative that I have from Naheem Hines that you had opportunities. Why didn't you run away with it? I just think they had to be happy with what they got. Like, yeah, they, you, they you love the rotation. We nailed but, this. But I'm giving the, like, C minus, D plus. I mean, that's, that's where I'm giving him because I, I don't have any faith in Naheem Hines being relevant next year. Gotcha. Last guy for me, Ido Smith. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, D plus for me. He didn't really average uh, three and a half a game. Not that impressive, well, but he was a draft diamonds guy you guys talked about last year. He was, yeah, he was a guy that nobody expected anything out of, and yeah. lo and behold, he becomes uh, the the Falcons' second running back for the season. So, and and did a respectable job. That's why D plus. You still pass. It was respectable. Incomplete. I mean, just not, not in, to me. Just fill not, in that Tevin Coleman spot. Perfectly. Just not enough work for me to appreciate what he did. I mean, honestly, that's what it, where it comes from. And Devontae uh, Freeman coming back next year, he's he's taking that job right back. If he can stay healthy. I, I personally think he's done. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to some wide receivers. I'll start us out like I have been. A for Calvin Ridley, uh, the only wide receiver that nabbed an A from me. And I know he was inconsistent, very up and down. But when we think about rookies at the position, running backs can be successful. 
wide receivers, it takes a little bit more. Like you've got to have the right situation. And Calvin Ridley put up 64 receptions for 621 and 10 touchdowns on a team with Julio Jones. And I know that can Julio help Jones him. had almost 1,700 yards yeah. this year. And I know that can help free Ridley up, but the fact that Ridley claimed the number two job for, for the majority of the season, yeah. all right, that's an A to me. I mean, he's he is a stud in the making. Ten touchdowns your rookie season, that's solid. So to go back a year or two, Juju, uh, 58 receptions, 917 yards, and seven touchdowns. You've got what uh, Ridley did, 64 receptions, 821 yards, and 10 touchdowns. I mean, very similar trajectory. A stud receiver and a solid quarterback. I I firmly believe Calvin Ridley's going to have a, a, a Juju-like season next year. I think he can. See, I'm not on the same boat. Like, he, he had those big games. You take those big games away, and he's somewhere around 400 yards. Like, I get it. They were big games, but, like, he, he was so inconsistent, so very Deshaun Jackson-ish. Like, I, I think that might be his career is just a long – he's a hit-or-miss guy, uh, can approach 1,000 yards, but it's going to be over four big games getting him 500 of the yards, 600 of the yards, and, and then duds the rest of the season. To me, Calvin, really, I'm not going to go above B. I'm not going over B on any of these guys, really. Wide receiver is pretty disappointing. But good year, yes, but I, he just didn't show the consistency that I like I'd in wide receivers. Calvin Ridley's a guy that's going to be able to get open his whole career. He's not, he's not a deep shot kind of guy like Deshaun Jackson to me. I think Calvin Ridley's got all the potential in the world to be that 100-reception guy, I like agree. very Golden Tate-like, just with a few more touchdowns. He he's got the had. potential. He definitely had the best year of rookie wide receivers. Oh for yeah, sure. But it's easy to catch touchdowns when Julio's not getting any. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Somebody's got to be the red zone target. Right. So, I mean, Vern Troyer would be the red zone target on that team if if it was just him and Julio. So. <laughs> Isn't he dead? <sighs> Rest in peace. You talk about a lot of <laughs> random pop culture dead people. Uh, it's part of the show. Okay. I mean, I like dead people and I like pop culture. You, you know, like I liked your foot a little bit ago. It was nice and dead. I rubbed on it. <laughs> such, such a dick. <laughs> You'd bad. say you felt that. You, you could probably do that old show long. And... I have been. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never stopped. <laughs> I mean, why do you think you got so uncomfortable when we talked about being Moving on. Moving on. B, All right. B plus guy for me, Cortland Sutton. Uh, I think he would have been an A if he would have seized the opportunity once they traded Demarius Thomas. He half seized the opportunity to he kind of a little half seasoning on that steak. No, not a full seasoning on it. <laughs> Just one side of it. One side of it. But listen, for, here's the here's the big difference between him and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, twelve point eight a reception. Cortland Sutton led the class sixteen point six with the most yards, the most receptions over twenty yards with sixteen. So Cortland Sutton caught forty two balls which I think is pretty successful for a rookie, yeah. for a lot of yards, a lot of long plays, and a handful of touchdowns. He only had four, but Cortland Sutton just shows that elite upside to me. Right up until the trading deadline, he was the number three receiver on the team. Right. With Case freaking Keenum as his quarterback. Case Keenum. Like, he, I, I love his upside for next year. I'm giving him a B plus. I think that he has every bit of the potential that, you know, I don't think he's as good of a player. 
personally as Calvin Ridley, but he has every bit of the fantasy potential that Calvin Ridley has, yeah. based primarily on the fact that he's going to be the so the main benefactor of the uh, the offense going to run through him. Rid- Ridley's over more polished. opportunity argument. Yeah, I mean he's got all the opportunity. Correct. Correct. Not that he's not talented, but I don't think he's as talented as Ridley. But he's just got a better opportunity. See, he, he's he, got more upside, in my opinion. I mean, he could be. That next big tall, you he could know. be Demarius Thomas all over again. He could. I mean, same very same team. Demarius Thomas was basically thirteen hundred yards and double digit touchdowns for five or six years. I mean, I could see that out of Calvin Ridley. Yes, Just get the man a quarterback. Yeah, he. I had no him doubt. as a B. I had him equally successful as Calvin Ridley because his body of work was also late in the season where Calvin Ridley was spread out in big spurts here and there. Uh, to me, Cortland Sutton was more consistent than than Calvin Ridley once given the opportunity. The guy, he's my pickup next year. Like if if we're talking drafting your team next year, he is a wide receiver three easy with wide receiver. Can we say one? He's got upside? wide receiver one upside, and I'm actually taking his wide receiver two. Yeah, I mean, you can float like if you get him as a wide receiver three, you're doing really well uh, in, in deeper leagues. But man, I I loved what he put on tape late in the season as the go to guy. Like he wasn't just out there uh, with uh, with Case Keenum going through reads. Like he was actually looking for Cortland Sutton consistently when he was in trouble. And, and he's a big body. He gives you the red zone presence. He wasn't just submitting that this is Emmanuel Sanders' team. Yeah. It's like no, I, I'm 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 the man. I'm Demarius's replacement, not Emmanuel Sanders. Go yeah. through me first. And, and, and he proved he could do that. He did. Next on the list for me, I got DJ Moore with a B. Now you could look at this stat line and be like, he didn't really get in the end zone. There was no big flashy plays. But listen, 55 receptions for 788 yards, and most of that damage was done when Greg Olson was out of the lineup. Greg Olson possibly retiring. I know Ian Thomas looked decent, but DJ Moore could be that new, you know, PPR guy for Carolina. I'm still reserved on 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 DJ Moore. I had him as a C. Uh, again, he was he was the top drafted wide receiver, right? He was drafted above Calvin Ridley or right there. I yeah, mean, they're they yeah. back to back or something like that. I mean, DJ Moore to me didn't do as much with opportunity. Like he he had all the opportunity there. He didn't have a major number one. He could have walked in as the guy. He had Devin Funches in front of him, and he puts up fifty five eight hundred solid. Solid, but I, I'm going to go B minus on him. I'm not. I'm. I'm not buying him either as a playmaker, like you said. Only two touchdowns, nothing flashy. To me, he's just a guy who can catch first downs here and there. I'm excited to see what he can do next year. It seemed like this year, Carolina rolled out a lot of two tight end sets with Funchess and Olson. But once Olson was out, it, it seemed like he did come on. So, so again, yeah, I I wouldn't grade him as high as as some of those other guys, but. Uh, He's the best wide receiver on his team, though, yes. is what you're saying yes. with tight end moving to <laughs> second. <laughs> Curtis Samuel. Yeah, Curtis Samuel through yeah. over here. He's <laughs> that, the one that catching all DJ Moore's touchdowns. <laughs> but I'm giving him like a C plus because some, I wanted some, to be some, that critical. Some, I would be mine. Some consistency, you know. He he caught some balls from a, a kind of a light, a light passing game, but I just don't think it's going to get any better. I think this is about what we can expect out of him. Bang! Uh, yeah. Do I expect more than two touchdowns? Sure, give him six. But I still expect St- somewhere around sixty catches and eight hundred yards. Still a wide receiver three. You, I'm I'm targeting him as like a wide receiver four. 
He's my he's my competitive depth guy. Yeah, competitive depth. With no, he has no upside. Uh, to me, he just has no upside. I know we're not ranking him by that, but uh, to me, he's scary on the upside. He's not a red zone presence, and, and that's, why, frankly, why he only caught two. Well, speaking of upside, I've got a B-minus grade on Antonio Callaway. Love it. B-minus. 43 receptions for 586 yards and five touchdowns. Showed some elite possibilities, but also showed those Njoku dropsies. (laughs) Yeah, to me, the inconsistency inconsistency just catching the football seems to be Antonio Callaway's uh, Achilles heel. I mean, he, he has the talent to get open, consistently open, and Baker Mayfield delivered the football. He just dropped it. He didn't make tough catches, I guess. I... I know there were drops, but also when watching him, whenever there was a tough catch, he didn't come down with it. Doesn't necessarily drop. I mean, it was a tough catch, but he doesn't. He he only catches the ball in space. He it's never goes into a tight a window. Thing. It's not a mental and thing. Joku needs to give up some space on that jugs machine. Yeah, Callaway have a turn. <laughs> he could. He could. But to me, Antonio Callaway just doesn't have that that go up and get it. That. Those Adam Thielen hands, catch it in traffic, strong hands. To me, he's just more of a get the ball to him within five yards of the line of scrimmage, see what he can do with it, even though he has downfield capability. I'm giving him about a C. I mean, I know his first few games he had Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. I get that, and that's just a bad situation to be in. And then he has a rookie quarterback, but that rookie quarterback threw 27 touchdowns. And I mean, five. He, he, had, he had five. Uh, great, good on him. But just the inconsistency is is maddening for me. I, I watched him have one hit both of his hands, hit both of his feet, stayed in, and he just doesn't catch it in the back of the end zone. I, I saw that too many times for Callaway to really, uh, really like what he's putting on tape. He's like a wide receiver four or five for me. I have a surprising last entry in the B category. All right. B minus. Robert Foster. I waited too long. I paused way too long because I was like, do I lead with the stats? Do I lead with Robert Foster? I have Robert Foster as a B minus as well. Listen, yeah, he didn't get an opportunity until really way, way late. late. And what he did was 541 yards and three touchdowns that late. Dude, the guy was a, a playoff messiah at your flex position. Like, Robert Foster could safely be played the last three to four games of the season, and it looks like he's going to be the guy for Josh Allen, and that rapport could be gold in the future. Absolutely. I like him more than DJ Moore. As uh, big words. Uh, but I can't disagree. Robert Foster looked really good. He's he's in the three wide receiver 3-4 category. Um, the thing that... Good at the end. Real good at the end. Just... How do you not wrangle that job away from who was there? But because uh, he was such a late, you know how teams I are. Know, he he just, was not a high draft pick. He didn't. But get everyone is at. garbage above him. Yeah, I and mean, they still have Zay Jones. I mean, man, the thing that pops off the page for Robert Foster is the twenty yards per catch. I mean, you're averaging twenty a catch in the NFL your rookie season. Uh, that that's huge. And Josh Allen's. Better at the deep ball. He throws a prettier deep ball than he is consistent within the uh, within the medium passing game. Uh, Robert Foster proved that he could be that downfield threat and be a big target for Josh Allen. Like I, I agree with you when you say mm, slightly ahead of DJ Moore in draft in 2019 drafts. Like 
the guy is really good and the the road in front of him's paved he just has to walk it there's no one no one standing in his way there I agree. I, I think he's going to be quite a player to pick up on. And I did say Cortland Sutton paced all rookie receivers with 16.8 a catch, kind of basing that off 30 catches or more. So if, if you look at 27 receptions for Foster and you want to crown him for the 20 yards. It does go, pop, go, though. It, I mean, it does pop. I, I considered, you know, lumping him in. I as think that he's top got guy. a bright future. I think another name I know you're going to leave out, Dante Pettis, I think also has a bright future. If, C plus for me. I agree, though. But you get a more competent quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo back next year with uh with Dante Pettis. I think he's going to have some upside. Let's uh let's knock some of these out all at once. I've got Christian Kirk as a C. I have Marquez Valdez Scantling as a C. Oof. So let's let's touch on those two first. Are either of those guys a C for you? I, I mean I think both of them look good at times, good enough to be that C like. I, I want them I on my taxi squad, but both I'm not sure about Both of them would have been a B at certain times in the season. And then it just, where did you go? Scantling for where? Marcus. Yeah. For where they got him and, and and what you could expect out of him, I think he had a successful rookie campaign. But the way he fell off, he was kind of opposite of the other guys. He, he was good in the early to mid goings and then just disappeared completely from that offense. And that, that's scary to me that – Defense has figured out what he does, and that's just run downfield. I mean, it's just Robbie a, Anderson numbers like three three catches for 115 yards. Like. Yeah, you can't you can't base the consistency there. To me, I gotta you say, trade him to me. Yeah, I, to me, I say D. He, he D was untouchable for, for Lambert. Oh yeah, that was on the Lambert's Not untouchable true. list. Oh, Marcus, <laughs> I'll tear him up. Oh, D. Randall Cobb. You fell Dang, he might be untouchable. <laughs> He just deed him. <laughs> what about Christian Kirk? Had him as a C. Thought he looked, you know, really good in certain games, but the consistency wasn't there. That's a fair grade, I think. I thought more. I'll go D on there. To me, is D disappointing. Oh, oh my! I, I just don't. The scary thing about Christian Kirk is whether they've got Larry Fitzgerald or not. Their quarterback is still garbage. Truth. Only other guy that I considered giving a C, but I got a D plus on Michael Gallup. I don't, even know, I don't even know how you give him that. Hey, 33 receptions <laughs> right. for 507. I mean, he That's, he that... had moments that looked like he could be a decent receiver. He the was league. the man at the beginning of the season and did he nothing with yeah, it. That was oh, we knew that. Nothing. That job over. Right. But late in the season, like some rookies do, he had his moments. I mean, I think he, he could still be a good number two to that from team. Cooper coming to Dallas. Yep. He proved he's nothing more than a two. Yes, he did. He yeah. needed Amari Cooper. He needed a running mate to get open. He needed that secondary coverage. Yeah, he, I don't think that's going to change either. I don't see. I don't see him. I would like to see it because I'm a huge Michael Gallup fan. But I, I just don't see him being a very maybe nah. a trade to the Raiders. Doubt it. Raiders. We trade way talent. We don't trade four down. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's true. Where'd you have Anthony Miller at? Uh, Anthony Miller. Okay, he was another one. I have him as a C, just an even C. He kind of disappointed me. I thought he would be kind of huge out of this class, and uh, he caught seven touchdowns. I mean, he had some moments, and he's he looks like he's got a bright future, but the season overall was kind of disappointing. A Rob had, you know, it was it was kind of down for A Rob. Yeah. So I I expected Anthony Miller to do better uh, with the opportunity that he had. And frankly, they just got away from the passing game late in the season because they're just dominating teams. Uh, 
defensively that they just ran the ball and protected Mitchell Trubisky. So I think I think more than anything, Anthony Miller just needs a little bit more. Not a system change. They're just going to start to trust trust Mitchell Trubisky more, and that's when Anthony Miller is going to come on and can really be a factor next year. Like I, I I still believe in Anthony Miller over frankly over Michael Gallup over Robert Foster and Christian Kirk. So I I like Anthony Miller down the road. I've got a player who caught sixteen balls. Who I'm probably taking over just about all those guys. James? Who's that? James Washington. James! Washington, it's been a- too long. AB's not going anywhere. If AB, yes, if AB no, is no. out of Pittsburgh, which he he, he's disgruntled. And I get it, but he's not. He's not going. If anywhere. he's if we he if he le- listen, if he's leaving Pittsburgh, yeah, but he's not holding out. He's basically saying I don't want to play for him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he, he's. I think Antonio Brown is out. Pittsburgh doesn't put up with it from wide receivers. They just don't. They never have. Yeah, they're a smart team. They they know yeah. what they've got behind them, and they know they can make it work. And Ben's if Ben leaves, why worry about keeping look at, Antonio? Look at the realistically the the progression they had. They Flaxco Burst. All right, we'll let him walk. They, the Manuel Sanders will let him walk. Everybody, every number two type guy they've they've let walk usually because they had Heinz Ward. But now they've got a guy who's really just as good as Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is just as good as Antonio Brown. Oof. But does yeah, his, his, he is. is his success tied to A.B. being there? Yep. No, he's he's a number one quality receiver, and James Washington is going to step right in and fill that number two role. Is he going to put up Juju numbers? I say it'll be close. I would love to have Juju on my team, but saying he's anywhere near as talented as A.B., I can't agree with that. Antonio Brown has a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the ball, and he has his entire career. I agree with Lambert. <laughs> I, just, I, had to I mean, just, just <laughs> it's, it's trapped in there. I had to let it out. <laughs> I think Antonio Brown's a really a top five, six, seven receiver, but it, Juju's never got that. I'm the number top one six, guy seven. getting He's finished top three every year for the past four years. Did he finish top three this year? Maybe. Mm. Who? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Did who, did who finish top? Antonio AB. Brown. Oh yeah. Dude, he was he was he was up there. Tops. Yeah. Devontae Adams was right ahead of him in mm, he's some format. He's five. Okay. Okay. So uh, my point is, where was Juju? But points per where's game. Where's Juju? Points Just per answer game, my question. AB's number two. Where's Juju? Juju points per game. He was ninth. Top ten receiver. That's pretty damn close. Things getting violent. All I'm saying is, give give him the opportunities that Antonio Brown to gets. get double covered. Saucy. I'll I'm take scared. it. I'll take it. I'm, again, Let's I'm not away, saying dude. Juju's bad. I I love Juju. I want Juju on every team I have. I just think James Washington's going to be a great benefactor as the number two in Pittsburgh next year. I like it. I'm I'm sold on that. I just I'm not sold on him getting rid of AB, regardless of the disgruntled practice incident. Kiki Kuti and Deshaun Hamilton. How'd you feel about him? Would they just Hamilton? Would they just get healthy? Would Kiki just get healthy? When Kiki, he's in there, they run plays Kiki through healthy. him. Kiki. Kiki, healthy stud. Kiki, not healthy. Irrelevant. I still go back to they. They had plays for him, little little jet sweeps and things like that. Like they when he was on the field without Demarius and and without uh, Will Fuller. Like they ran plays for him. Like to me, he can be a playmaker. He's got to watch, but not super high on Kiki Kuti because a hamstring limited him 
for 14 games out last year. Just a health issue. Deshaun uh, caught 30 balls once they called him up to the lineup. I mean, he he could be a PPR guy. If Emmanuel Sanders ends up being the next guy to leave, uh, I'm completely happy owning Cortland and Deshaun. But man, if you had Deshaun Hamilton, you didn't you expect him to get you know 12, 13 yards a care or a catch, not eight. Like I like yeah, him as, as being a PPR guy because he get he I think he's going to get volume when uh, Sanders is gone. But man, you just hope he does more with it than eight yards a pop. Anyone else, fellas? I got DJ Chark at a D minus. I got Traquan Smith at a D plus. I agree. Those guys still yet to be determined. I mean, it's they so are. far away. I really like both of them, though. Like, they're upside. I like Traquan more, but DJ Chark just has the situation. He could have. Outside he the have bortled. He, he could he have. Bortled. He, he did, but he could have rose up above. I mean, they Keelan Cole was on the bench for most of the season. I mean, there was really no. What's that guy you love? Dante Moncrief, like, had a few flashes. Like, if DJ Chark was good, he should have easily been in that starting lineup. I agree. Give me some DJ next get a, year. Get a quarterback, do, 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 and we'll see what these receivers are in Jacksonville. Yes, we do. It's as simple as that. Any other wide receivers you want to uh, grade or discuss before we move on to the black hole that is rookie tight ends? Not really. I mean, you could mention uh, Equinemius St. Brown, D, because, you know, a lot of us real high on him thought he was going to be a little bit better than, than he was. But had moments. He, he was also a what, seventh-round pick. Jamal I mean, Moore was trash. Oh. It was, I mean, he was the guy trash. to own in Green Bay. He was trash. All right. <laughs> on to the tight ends. I'm not going to let y'all sit here and trash on <laughs> Jamon. Jamon's my boy. All right, go to the tight ends. Get All it. right, the only. No, I take it back. I have two, actually, that graded out at an A for me. Because, a? At an A. You get an A to I got the tight an, end. I got an A. It's got to be go ahead. A grade on two people. And, I'm, ta- and I'm talking about. After week what one, their yeah. 2018 Did you say season. Generous, very generous grading system. I think system. an A for any of the tight ends in this year's draft class. Pretty, pretty generous. Barker's like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Listen, nice job. You, you wrote your name good because and, I've never seen a blue duck. And you showed up every practice and tried your bestest. I gave two guys gold stars. Okay, <laughs> All right. I gave two guys some gold star stickers and extra lunch money. Listen, the. It's very well documented that like the black hole of fantasy. Of, of fantasy is rookie tight ends. They just don't do well. There's exceptions to the rule, but they're few and far between. Chris Herndon came out of nowhere. Nobody was talking about like, man, I I, I need to acquire a second. I really need Chris Herndon on my team. That didn't happen. I need a fourth so I can stash Chris Herndon on my taxi in case he's the guy by default, which he kind of was, but he was also the best rookie tight end this season. He had 39 receptions for 502 and four. That's decent tight end numbers. He was a fantasy tight end. He was a decent fantasy tight end for stretches during the season. To me, for what they paid for him and what they got, I I absolutely think Chris Herndon is an A, and the other guy was Dallas Goddard because – Four touchdowns. Really? Four touch the with Zach Ertz. A? With Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard was a decent tight end. And uh, you could have streamed him at times this season. I think future wise, and I didn't give him an A's give them A's based on projections. 
I gave them A's because they could be played this year, and no one thought they could. I'm just going to leave out Mark Andrews at 16.2 yards a catch and 552 yards with three touchdowns? He's a B-plus for me. He's the I'd best tight end in this year's draft class. I'd take Andrews over. Like I would rather have him yeah. than I, – I will say I think Goddard's a more talented tight end than Mark Andrews. But Mark Andrews is got the best upside out of any of these guys right now based on situation. I agree. I actually had some numbers circled. He had the uh, second most 20-plus catch, uh, 20-plus long pass receptions, and he had two over 40, whereas no one else besides Will Disley had even one. And that was all week one, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I like Mark Andrews, too. I just like what Goddard and Herndon did. Mark Andrews put up Cortland Sutton-like yards per catch. (laughs) He did. He did. He's a stud. I mean, he owned it like over Hayden Hurst, uh, who had a disappointing rookie season. F. Yeah, Mark Mark Andrews proved that he can be the number one guy there, and uh, you know, long term, long term, I like him. Quarterback, God, uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to lean on the tight end quite a bit going forward. The, so the argument mm-hmm. against Andrews. The biggest argument against him is how often is Lamar Jackson going to actually throw at the ball? And when yeah. Hayden Hurst is healthy, are they going to try to force that no. first-round pedigree? No. he's Hurst, they found their tight end. His name is Mark Andrews. Preach. He's the new Max Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he's the new Todd Heap. He's the new Crockett Gilmore. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so and I, I do like Goddard, but, I mean, Zach yeah, Zach Ertz is there. Right. The, Goddard, the only, Goddard's talented as all get out. The only thing about Goddard and Ertz is do you, do you wonder when the next contract comes up, do they just let Ertz walk? No. I, I can't see that happening. I just can't. But no. do they try to trade him? Or do they run two tight ends? There's a lot of talented mouths to feed in Philadelphia in the receiving core. Between the tight ends and the wide receivers, there's a lot of – I mean, when your fifth option is Nelson Aguilar, you're doing well. Yeah. Now, again, I was grading. I'm just, um, last time I defend myself, I was grading based on what they did when given the opportunity. A freaking A. Yep. The next guy was Mark Andrews. Uh, The only other guy that I had anywhere close to Mark Andrews, and it wasn't really close, was Ian Thomas. When he did have to play for Olsen, he was okay. I put a C on him because he was okay. You don't like Mike Gusecki? F. Absolute freaking F. F for you. But I think he's got a bright future. And I, oh, I like I think, I, I think still want to try to acquire him, but he's an F. He's going to be, uh, I firmly believe he's going to approach top 10 tight end t- uh, territory next it's a year. Disappointing. I'm not sure about that after this season, but like I still have faith. That he Who's can be he got to unseat? Austin Hooper? Yeah, he's going to approach top 10. I, I don't know. He was awfully bad. Gasecki was awfully bad. I think I want Hooper over Gasecki. Yeah, Ian Thomas. Anybody but Hooper. (laughs) Ian Thomas is probably the guy in Carolina. I mean, yeah, Olsen's walking. I mean, he should be gone. Olsen's commentator job comes up. Yeah, yeah. Olsen should go to one of us, but it's going to Greg Olson. (laughs) It's got to be better. Ian Thomas actually had the second most receptions for rookie tight ends. Of course he did. Of course he did. Ian Thomas, and you threw him. Rob Thomas's brother. You just threw him in the gutter. Trash. Called him an F. Who? You? Oh, Ian Thomas? No. No. Ian Thomas was like, I love, I love me some Ian Thomas. He's, he's your uh, biscuits Rock and gravy tight end. Yeah. All right. Mike Gusecki has humongous hands. I'll just throw that out there. Again. Yep. And better to f with, I guess. I don't know. He got an f from me. <laughs> so, oh gosh. Hayden Hurst f Gusecki f. 
Will Jor- Jordan Thomas and Jordan Akins were solid D pluses. They had their moments. Will Disley is I an said. F. He's an what? F. Will Disley is an F plus. Why? Because he For gave you what, a, a game and a half, and you went and spent your whole damn free agent budget to get him, and you're like, yes, and he's gone. I'm happy to have him on my injured reserve right now. I'm good. Yeah, so I'll take Mike Gusecki. I mean, it's I tight end landscape. I will take a flyer on yeah, Will Disley. I, I paid up for him in one of my leagues that I t- it was a takeover, and I'm like, I just need a tight end. Just any, oh, Will Disley, pay up, and he's gone. <laughs> uh, so much promise for the old copper beards this season. That, was, that wasn't the team I needed tight end on. Oh, oh okay. I had, oh, no, yeah, I had two up. top three tight ends. Get on, Kelsey. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I forget that people let you in more leagues than just ours. <laughs> Oh, they need my money. They must. It's like, hey, fifty dollars just. <laughs> I mean, it's a safe yeah, bet. Boy. They're going to get your money. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Says the guy that didn't win a title this year too. Ah, that was the tight ends, folks. That, so that was the tight ends. That was tough. Unless to you talk want, about. unless you want to talk about Dalton Schultz for the next no, half hour. No, no, that, no. Uh, that was the tight ends. Most exciting way to end a show ever. <laughs> Tight ends. As we we're as done. Every, Rookies at that. I'm deflated. Almost every game during the season, we're like, and the tight end landscape is atrocious, and yeah. we just preached that to death. Um, if you have made it this far, thank you. Yeah, the 2018 rookie draft class and tight ends uh, led us to believe it's going to continue to be, let's say, garbage. Talia. Every time we want to say that, we say Talia. Tight end landscape is atrocious. All right. Talia. It's Talia. I'm, I'm so instead it. of wasting all these words, be like, <laughs> you know, Kelsey had a good week, and surprisingly, Dallas Goddard was playable because of Talia. <laughs> I'm with it. Hashtag Talia. Hashtag Talia. Tight end landscape is atrocious. Talia. It's I'm catchy. naming my next child Talia. Thank God <laughs> I got it. Can we go with awful? Awful. Yeah, we can go. I like atrocious. Talia works either way. Atrocious, atrocious. or awful. Hashtag Can we get uh, stickers out for everyone who's made it this far into this episode? Hashtag get, Talia. Hashtag Talia. Yeah, I like it. Just shoot us a message. We'll, we'll see what we can do. I guarantee if we get on XNXX right now and type in Talia, we'll see something cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, folks. Mark's out. Good night. See ya. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review.